Welcome to What the Heck's Addendum Edition. I'm Davey, your co-host, and with me as always, I've got Phil. How are you doing, Phil? Hey, I'm doing good. All right. And on this very special Addendum Edition of What the Heck's, we have uh, a guest who is familiar to, I'm going to say, 97.34% of our listeners, and that is Max Bernstein. How are you doing, Max? Pretty good. Reclining. Yeah. Uh, so we're bringing in Max because our most recent episode, uh, which hopefully you've listened to at this point is, uh, all about Banshees and Max has been running them, uh, Lady Harrow's Mournflight to be specific, uh, running them extensively. And, uh, we were trying to figure out a way to get him on the last episode. It didn't quite work out. And so we're bringing him in for a second perspective, a follow-up, if you will, um, and we're doing that especially because Max has no other way to get uh, the word out about something that he's doing. He has no other avenue for this. So uh, definitely not. Wait, what? <laughs> no, uh, obviously uh, everyone probably knows this at this point is uh, Max has the uh, Battle for Salvation Underworlds podcast, which if you've not heard before, go check it out. Uh, you guys owe us an episode, by the way. Uh, I've been waiting for the okay. ending to be announced. Uh, explain yourself. We got one in, no, we got that in the can. Okay. We got that in the can. And it's uh, it's replete with like it's maybe two and a half tight minutes of Underworlds themed jokes mm-hmm. as like a monologue. Mm-hmm. Just straight Randall. two and a half minutes that's, solid. That's all we could like do. Yeah. Like we're not <laughs> comedy writers. So I don't know. I, I got a good one about how my log smells in there, but that's like it. All right. We'll be the judge right. of good or not, but uh, I, I will, we'll take your uh, commentary under advisement for this. So. All right. <laughs> uh, but Max, you've been running Banshees uh, a fair amount lately, right? Basically, uh, yeah, because at the beginning of the season, um, I was I was the one who was like playtesting all, all the new stuff, so I had to play uh the spoilers i had to play wild hunt i had to play uh the grim watch which is the grim watch was fine yeah. and um and then uh then randall took the snarl fangs and then since then i've been playing banshees and that's basically all i've been playing okay so what we are doing today is we are uh, running down your deck and then uh, kind of talking about some of the things you know so we had cam on last episode and salute to cam uh shortly after we recorded that he went on to win the very next local event we had uh with those uh, lady harrow's mourn flight he put his money where his mouth was uh and uh and won it but uh max is a slightly different take on that so we're going to break down his deck uh talk about his reasoning for some of the departures uh from the things we took and uh some of the things we might have overlooked in the last episode uh so we're we're uh, grateful to get that second perspective or third or fourth, however you want to count the, however you want to tally up the numbers, uh, but uh, have have his take on it and uh, kind of revisit some of those questions from from another take. So, uh, Max, uh, yeah. before we jump into your deck, uh, it, it sounds like you you practiced a bunch of different. You you said you were the responsible for trying out a bunch of the new warbands. Did you come to yeah. uh, Mourn Flight of your own accord, or was it here's another here's another warband I need to practice with? Let me let me check them out. You see, I think that what happened was is that I just started painting them, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll play them." I think that's what <laughs> happened. No, no, really. Like, I'm I'm not making a joke. I, I was just like, I had an idea for how to paint them, mm-hmm. um, because as everybody knows from if well, rather, sorry, let me rephrase. As anybody who actually listens to to my podcast knows, is that whenever I paint things, I paint them to be something some stupid pop culture reference from mm-hmm. like the eighties or nineties. Yeah. So, um, I painted the Banshees to look like the ghost from Pac-Man. <laughs> oh, nice. Like I just had that idea. You are named. So, what, so, Max? uh, 
What's that? Uh, the, the ghosts are named what? Oh, so, so there's, uh, I don't remember the names, it's, uh, but it's, uh, the, the, wid- the widow is the pink one, mm-hmm. um, who, which I found out in Japanese means like the sneak or something like that. So like, you know, cause she could just like kind of pop up every- anywhere she wants. Um, the red one is Lady Harrow. And then the anguish one and uh, the screaming maiden, I could never figure out which one's which mm-hmm. because those are the two tough ones to figure out because they look exactly the same but mirror image. So one of them is blue and one of them is orange. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually makes it really easy for me to tell which is which because what I do is that I take an I have fire slayer dice, so I take um, an orange fire slayer dice and put it on whichever one is the orange one, and then I take a, a blue like uh, magic die from uh, from the nightfall set. Mm-hmm. And I put that on uh, whichever is the other one. And so that l- lets me like figure out which one's which. Seems prudent. Uh, and for the record, it's Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde are the uh, four ghosts from Pac-Man. So. Right. Which is the red one? Uh, probably Pinky? I don't know. <laughs> I just know the names. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Come on. Uh, so that's how you landed on them. Um, give us a give us an yep. overall perception. So when you started playing them, did you, do you feel like there's an evolution in your play style or do you feel like you kind of landed on this uh, pretty quickly? Well, I spent a lot of time early on in my shade spire career, uh, playing, uh, Magors Mm -hmm. and um, and that's like a, right. Four, four fighters, you know, one range. Um, these guys are not as accurate. Um, and I don't think they're, (laughs) quite as brutal when it comes to attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started playing them a little aggressively, mm-hmm. um, but I decided that that's actually not a great idea is to just go in there and brawl because they do have a lot of defense, but you know, if you think about it, two dodge is great because you have like a higher chance of a crit, but I mean, it's really like you have to, you have to roll five ups, you know, yeah. and that's like kind of tough to do consistently. Um, so I decided instead to make the war band, much more passive Mm -hmm. um and i also put it uh made an objective deck where i could score a lot of it just sitting in the back on my own Mm -hmm. if i need to dive in and start attacking i can kind of do that and i can also um handle it if my opponent comes at me okay so uh so i just wanted to like yeah for for every occasion before we jump in uh uh, classify your deck if if you could uh would you rate it as uh objective oh flex all right okay and then then flex flex. what what uh what two what elements or is it all three or is it uh control aggro objective or what what do you what it's flex with a little bit of a lean towards kind of defensive passive standing on objectives if it comes up all right so we'll say flex control maybe flex Mm -hmm. control sure all right defensive if you are steel city underworlds and uh the the terminology the the thing is is that i'm basically only making attacks um if they are possible one-shot kills um or just like really safe sure um, so I'm not I'm not just running into the middle of nowhere and hoping that my my defense dice are going to take me out of it because knowing me they're not so I'm just not gonna <laughs> not doing anything like that I I can sit in the back and and just score passively until my opponent decides if they want to come in at me all right basically well so yeah. let's let's talk about that let's let's break down uh, you talked about your objective deck being the the sort of uh, centerpiece of this. 
uh, let's jump into that. What uh, before you start? What's what's the total glory you're bringing on the objective deck, and do you feel like it's? Um, I got seventeen. Okay. Um, should I start with uh, with uh, surges? Yeah, let's run through your surges. Okay, um, I'll start uh, from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do have temporary victory, which is one of my uh, restricteds. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one that I find myself being able to score uh, whether I have the objectives or not, just because, you know, the widow can kind of just pop up anywhere. Sure. Um, I have plenty of push tech in my gambits to make sure that there are some clear objectives to go to. Um, I also have shifting reflection if I need to like get into another person's territory. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are ways for, for me to get that. And, and you have the speed. I mean, you have the, the base speed when you, when you talk about, uh, speed four or inspired five, you're, you're getting there and you're not worrying about, uh, wind fills yeah. are blocked or occupied. So, yeah. Um, um, I, I score a temporary victory most games, mm-hmm. but it is something that I might throw away, okay. um, depending on the situation, but usually I don't, I would say probably like 80% of the time I scored. Sure. Um, the next one is uh, Gather Momentum, which I really like because it is a duel. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, five is easy. I also have Spectral Wings if I need to do it when I have, uh, you know, when, when I don't have an Inspired Fighter. Um, and then on top of that, I might just score it accidentally from, you know, the the, com- the combination strike way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and sure. that, it happens all the time. So uh, I really like Gather Momentum with this group. Um, I'm going to skip around a little bit. Um, I have, uh, I have shortcut, mm-hmm. which I think was okay. different from Cam's deck. I don't think he was doing that. Um, but he that was, he, he did, he was, yep. yeah, I did listen to the episode, but I don't remember that. Okay. <laughs> sure. So I was listening to it in the car guys. I mean, that's how it goes. Um, sure. I, but I do have shortcut, um, cause I have the widow, but I also have confusion and shifting reflections. So there's a lot of redundancy there. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, and that's an easy one. Sometimes that just pops up and I have confusion and I just switch them and that might just be like quick, early, early glory. Um, and then the ones that you need to have if you're playing this group, um, I think everybody knows, are uh, One Will, Fleeting Memories, Inescapable Hunger. These are ways to get very easy, early glory and start the train rolling because all of them are things that you can do in the back by yourself before anything has happened. Um, you know, like one will, chances are you're going to get one of each, sure. you know, one odd, one even. If you if you have the three objectives, it's even easier. Um, there are scant, you know, games where I don't have that. And it's a little bit more difficult to score, but I end up getting it later on in the game mm-hmm. uh, when things get mixed up more. But um, one will is so easy. Sure. I, I, most of the time I just do it in the back before any of the uh, my opponents, uh, fighters have come to me. Um, <clears throat> and then my, my absolute number one favorite thing is, and I just want to make sure, cause just like the two Banshees where I can't tell which one's which these two, I can never remember which is which, uh, fleeting memories where you go through two objectives in a move. That's mm. my jam. I get that in the first hand. I'm keeping that hand yeah. done because what you can do is you can take, um, the two, let's say you have two objectives you can put them so that they're only like three hexes away from each other or two hexes in between them mm-hmm. and then make sure that one of them is next to a starting hex. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that, that banshee just goes 
boop, step on the first one, boop, 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 land on the last one. Yeah. And you have it right there. Think of it as, uh, so I, I think of it as calculated risk only. You don't damage a fighter and it's not restricted. Like you get it for a move right. and that's it. So exactly. Yeah. And then of course, um, inescapable hunger. I always try to make sure that there are some black hexes on my board. So I have something to run through and, and complete that. Mm hmm. And if, if you uh, listen to our, our uh, previous, uh, that was my recommendation. If you are playing against Manchies, do not take a board with blocked hexes. Make that, that little bit no, harder. Don't do it. Yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. Or yeah. lethal hexes. Yeah. But that should be more obvious. <laughs> right. Yeah, just don't do that. I, whenever I play Randall, when he's playing his thorns, uh, which is, I'll get to that later. Um, we just, we just, we, we put down the, the, um, the objective hexes, and then they, we don't even discuss lethal hexes because we both. Know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah. so. But what I do love about a lot of these other ones, like having one will and gathered momentum. Well, not gathered momentum so much, but but uh, fleeting memories, gathered momentum, and inescapable hunger. Like a lot of them, kind of like combo together. Like you can score them on the same move mm -hmm. sometimes. Sure. Yeah. You know, if you can do gathered momentum, go through something one, two, three, four, five, land next to a guy. Yeah. You can score both of those in the same move. Sure. Well, and I'm looking same at same thing with. Um, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm looking at your surges yeah. here, and I'm I'm seeing that uh, not a single one of them requires you to roll any kind of attack dice or defense dice. Nope. Uh, one they, or one or two. Yeah, one or two benefit from like, you know, the random chance of what objectives land uh, where or like whether you have, but uh, but you you are very much controlling on these ones. Uh, you, you're going to be able to do them regardless of what happens with the dice, which is a super big deal. And even more so with surges to get that, uh, mid, mid, uh, mid round glory. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to kill stuff. I want to be able to score things without needing to do that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I mean, I'll kill stuff. If it's, uh, break down if your, roll uh, good, but... break down your end phase objectives for us. Okay. Um, so I have fired up, um, which usually happens, and if you know they don't present me, um, you know, a fighter to, to fly through, I do have Regal Vision and um, uh, what's the other one? Blazing, Blazing Soul. Soul. Yeah. Uh, so those are there. I've really gotten into the card Frugal lately. Sure. Um, it's all in my control. I don't have to score those three in this end phase. I just have to have them. Mm -hmm. I mean, the hard counter is Daylight Robbery and Crown of Avarice, I guess, but. Uh, those are kind of few and far between at this point. <laughs> right. Not exactly a hard, hard counter. <laughs> right. Exactly. 50-50, and uh, I just won't kill that guy. You yeah. Know? Um, opening Gambit's great um, in this group. I think so. Um, you do get into a situation, though, where you might draw, like, fired up Frugal and opening Gambit in the first round. though, and then you kind of have to throw them away. Yeah. It's a bummer. Well, let me, let me break off for a second there, because, like, that that is... Uh, I, you, you, uh, on your podcast talked about it with, uh, Mike Carlin about, uh, trying to design a deck that, uh, does not brick, you know, um, that being such a bad thing. How often would you say you are bricking with this, uh, with this warband? Not a lot. Um, and I've, I've played games where I've gotten kind of like a terrible opening hand dominion of death in the first round with any two, you know, with dominion of death. Frugal and opening gambit is basically the hell hand. Like if, if I get that, yeah. it's like I can't score any of that. Sure. I have to kill three things to score frugal and then not use any of them. <laughs> That's really tough. Big ass. Um, yeah. So I, 
So I will throw that away. Yeah. I'll throw that away and I'll, and I'll, but then, but, but then when I draw up, I have like a really high chance of just pulling through surges. Sure. Um, so, right. so the train really gets rolling and then I just have to make sure that, you know, that I'm scoring them and, and that I'm, I'm just staying ahead of my opponent and just like not, not giving up any, you know, any bad, you know, defense rolls or something like that. Um, but when you, when you lose dominion of death, it's kind of a pain, but, um, I've, I've, I've won plenty of games where I've had to throw it away. So right. I, I don't think it's like, like it's kind of just icing on the cake, I think at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And, and I've, I've also had other games where I've scored all 12 objectives. Right. And so that happens too. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, fired up frugal so, opening game, but what else do you have in there? Uh, we already talked about um, uh, uh, Dominion of Death. Uh, Dominion of Death, yeah, and uh, you 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 hit the nail on the head during the thing where you were saying how it's a really good idea to take the first activation in the third round. Mm-hmm. Um, very smart uh, tip. And if you're playing against them, obviously, unless you're playing against me, please don't do that. But if you're, <laughs> if you're playing with somebody else playing Banshees, make sure that you go first. Mm. Uh, in that third round to make that more difficult for them, unless you're really far ahead on, on objectives for some reason. Um, but yeah, Dominion Death, is, it's a really good card. I score it a lot. It has definitely won me games. Um, you just have to really manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you get it in your first... It, I've also had games where I got it in my first hand, but then I had like two surges, mm-hmm. and I kept it, and I just held it in my hand the entire time, and I still was able to score it at the end. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it's so similar to a superior tactician where there were, yeah. there were games where you're able to just like ride that the entire game, knowing that you're going to hit your, you know, six or whatever it was. So. Exactly. And um, I, I think especially with your style of deck where you are uh, playing back and uh, super cagey, you're denying a lot of objectives to the enemy. Uh, so you have mm-hmm. a, you have a good chance of triggering that even, uh, even if there's not a lot of engagement on the board. Um, I have Nexus of Terror, mm-hmm. which I think is great. Hold more than the enemy. Um, it's what's that? Just more more than the enemy. Some people don't remember that that's around, and you just stand on one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, Love it in aggro matches. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and oh, it's the best. Like, like Rippas with this. Like they're never standing on stuff super easy to score yeah um i and, and and you know i was like playing these uh i was playing the the morn flight as rippers was becoming a thing and like i would just i would just plow through them they could they they, they can't keep up um we'll get we'll get into that later because that's like a matchup that i really like um i also like nexus of terror because i have so much push tech mm-hmm. and we'll get, yeah. to get the gambits um so it's actually decently easy to score and i tend to score it quite a bit um, the one card I'd never want to see though is, uh, mischievous spirits, which is like becoming a thing. Yeah. And, uh, I've been struggling a little bit. The one turn where they play that one mm-hmm. can really mess me up, but mm-hmm. then I know that I'm good for the rest of the game. Sure. Yeah. It's almost a relief to see it because you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yep. yeah it's like when I used to see quick thinker with the Magors, I'm like, okay, now <laughs> I know you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so, so no, no problem. It's like it's like, oh, rebounds already gone. You're, you're okay, gonna good. you're gonna trigger Phil right out of this podcast. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> Which one? Which one, Phil? Which is the one you don't like? Uh, quick finger. <laughs> quick finger. Oh god, come on. Man. That thing is terrible. My least favorite card ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, rebound is definitely my least favorite card ever, but I played a lot of Molog. Yeah. Um, let's see. And what else I have? Oh, and then and then the one card that I keep like switching back and forth, and I don't know which one's better is um, Ghostly Torment. But I would also have Path to Victory. Mm-hmm. And I used Ooh. to play with Path to Victory, and I found myself th- like discarding it a lot. So I started because because again I wasn't like interacting. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go to Ghostly Torment, but mm-hmm. that also I don't really score a lot because I don't interact very much. Yeah, they're both kind of tough to score, but I just I needed more something a little bit more, uh, you know, like a, like a two glory score. Sure, and uh, just felt like I was a little short on on, on base glory. Yeah, um, I don't really know what to what to put in there instead. So I've been playing with Ghostly Torment lately. Yeah, well, and I mean, like you said, the. Um with all the push tech you have against anybody but ghosts, sometimes you can pick ghostly torment up just off of like your distractions and distraction clones. Mm-hmm. Just push people into lethals and yeah. Hey, there you go. There's some wounded fighters. Yeah. Oh no, they have to be friendly fighters. No, not the wounded what? ones. Yeah. What? Oh my yeah. gosh, Max. Oh, it's it's that wrong. two or more surviving fighters that have one or more wound tokens. Only the f- Sur- only friendly fighters have to be surviving yeah. the uh, wounded fighters can be anybody yeah oh i thought they had to be mine oh no hashtag so this card is even better than you thought yeah. <laughs> oh, no, good. i'm just playing ghost torment from now on Forget all right it. just imagine i'm maui oh, dancing man. around singing you're welcome to you this makes more sense i couldn't i couldn't understand because you and i had this conversation i i couldn't understand i was like man i think it's better than max thinks it is and i don't understand why and now i do now you yeah, know. I mean, I was playing Path to Victory for such a long time, and then I actually listened to your podcast. I'm like, all right, I'll try Ghostly Torment. Everybody seems to be playing it. I don't get it. It doesn't seem that good. Yeah. So like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So we, uh, I'll get back man. to you on that one. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Let's bring it on to Gambits. It's like, wait, wait, what was that one where it well, was like, what was that one where like everybody thought it was a good card, and then you realized everybody had to move? Oh, it's a uh, Run Ragged. Yeah, yeah which, it's like that. Like I definitely I didn't read first that right. read that and was like, "This is so bad." Yeah, and then I had to tell people who I was playing, like, like "No, you so can't bad? score that." Yeah, and right. they're like, "Wait, what?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, you don't score that." <laughs> so it's like that, but backwards. <laughs> yeah, so much better. Okay. Yeah, that's so I do. I, I do wonder. Um, and and I think I know, but just just so that you we get your thoughts here, why no combo strike? Oh, that was bricking me so hard. Okay. I just, I just, I just personally have had a really bad situation where I'm just like, combo strikes in my hand should be fine, and I just never happens. I don't know. I was just, it's just me, and it's like bad dice, mm-hmm. bad card draw. <laughs> sure. Uh, yep. No, that makes sense. It's funny. That's yeah, it. I, I mean, just had bad experiences with it. And uh, so I think you've taken the the safest route. Basically, uh, I think if there's any deck that is okay to do combo strike, it's one like this which has a bunch of surges, but don't care about dice and which kind of don't care about where the boards are at. Uh, but I, I think, I think you go the more conservative route if you can. And that is, uh, leave it out if you can. And, um, uh, I don't know if you guys, I know, uh, Phil, you did, uh, listen to the latest, uh, path to glory. Um, and, uh, Jonathan talks a lot about, uh, like, trying to build shade spire decks and finding that he keeps including combo strike. And I think it's the decks that are more starved for, uh, end phase glory that are bringing combo strike because it is a riskier choice. So. Yes, definitely. 
Yeah, I mean, for for me with Combo Strike, the the scoring of surges is not the problem. It's the drawing of surges. Sure, sure, problem. totally. Yeah. Uh, but uh, lay us lay lay your gambits on us here. Um, okay. Um, Regal Vision. Um, nine times out of ten is on the Widow. Um, because one of the first things I do is I I put the Widow way in the back and I put her on the furthest back objective just mm-hmm. to make sure that that's gummed up mm-hmm. and, uh, and then i usually will real vision her so that i can you know score a shortcut or something like that or just i've done some pretty wacky things with with the widow can i can i, can I tell you good wait well because the next one is shifting reflection mm-hmm. um which i talked about already i was playing against uh derek who was uh who was on my show the captain murder yep. for those of you who don't know he was playing magic heavy um curse breakers mm-hmm and he ran in with, oh, so what I did was on an earlier turn, I regal visioned the widow and we, I longboarded him mm-hmm. and I, I bamfed all the way across to the way, way, way back where there was an objective, like basically on the, on the far other end. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing on objective. He comes in and then I have the anguish one or something standing on objective. He comes in with Rastus, hits her for two, so mm-hmm. it doesn't kill her, doesn't drive her back. Or maybe did, and I sidestep back onto it. Sure. I then uh, confusioned yeah. him onto it, shifting reflection, and basically banished Rastus to the back of the board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and okay. it was like, to me. Ra- what is Rastus going to do? <laughs> is he going to go through the corridor yeah. in like you know, <laughs> two rounds? He can't do it. He's just he's just a non-entity all the yeah. way in the back. Hi, guys. <laughs> I loved it. It was such a great move. Uh, so there's that. Um, call of the grave, and let's let's attach that with uh, frightful aspect and distraction. Like this one, two, so three, good. Um, almost distraction clones. Uh, call of the grave I, is uh, a little more restricted in direction, but it's two hexes, right? Uh, well, yes and no because it doesn't. You you know you can say any of your banshees are pulling him, so mm-hmm. it's like wherever your banshee is. The only thing is, you do have to be careful that you are actually pushing them closer to you. So um, like on, sideways move. Yeah, it is on both yeah, like, both pushes, right? So if there's two hexes, it's got to be each push has to be closer. Yes. Yeah. So you can't like pull them sideways two hexes. It has to, it, both of them have to come closer to you. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. Can I tell you the great move that I made with this? I, I can't stop you. <laughs> you can, but you shouldn't because it's a great story. Right. I'm, I'm up against Yulthari. Um, Lady Harrow, I was one of my guys, they, they shift in reflection into the other zone just because I had a Yulthari like snipe. And uh, anytime I can snipe Yulthari, if I'm up against her, I'm going to try to do it. So, um, so I, I, I flip Lady Harrow into their zone, standing on an objective. I, I, I may have sidestepped or distractioned her, them closer together so I can just get a hit without a charge. And I did that. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. It was probably a sidestep, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So then, um, and so I, so I go after Yulthari, and you know, I, I attack and I miss. And I attack and I miss, and I attack and I miss, and it's like ah, you know. Round ends. We score. I draw back up. I draw a call to the grave, um, distraction, and frightful aspect all together. <laughs> and I didn't really notice it at first. Now, what I forgot to tell you, sorry to set this up, is that. The board that I chose was the molten shard pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, yeah, presumed, yeah. And it was dis- and and it was it was diagonal setup. This is all happening on the midline. 
you can see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, I pulled them up and I'm like, I guess I better attack Yothari again. And then I looked down at my cards and I'm like, wait a minute. Not necessary. I, I just took used cards. I yoinked Yothari into me and just stirred her around in lava. Yeah. yeah. she died. Yeah. It and, was amazing. And Randall rushed in from off screen and did a leaping high five to you. <laughs> yeah it was well actually he had already beaten me earlier in the in the tournament oh all right so yeah we'll talk about that in a minute. uh all right so we've got uh regal vision shifting reflection three pseudo distraction uh similarities and then what else confusion sidestep mm-hmm. um i have 11 uh gambits and upgrades which Rogue. is kind of my mo right now i yeah. i can't Get most of my decks, I just can't decide what to throw away, and I say, you know what, these are all good cards, so 11 and 11. Mm-hmm. And sure, just play with that. I have Spectral Wings, um, Frenzied Search because just to get through the deck a little bit, mm-hmm. um, uh, Restless Prize. Yeah, that's ba- so basically everything, uh, for the Gambits, there's no um, dice or um you know, attack modifications. Cause again, that's not the focus. Sure. So I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at your 11 and I'm, I, you have frightful aspect. Uh, I'm sorry. Echoing spite, which is a, uh, if you miss attack echoing again, spite. um, but, uh, you've got echoing spite. So like, uh, attack again, regal vision, which is inspire. Uh, and then other than that, it looks like, Oh, so restless prize, which is card draw. So those three, but then the other remaining, eight are all Oops. positioning like they're there to yep. uh, change board state purely through fighter positioning um yep. which uh which i think speaks a lot to the strategy of the deck yeah um, but uh let's, let's kick it over. yeah 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 let's kick it over to upgrades okay. well so i'm oh, i do have one other question so i'm curious uh i think it's called chilling scream uh is the one that's basically no time but better I I'm curious uh, why. Why I not played, in the deck? I, I played with it initially, and I did a couple of great moves with it. I just found that there are so many instances where you want to do that. That to, if you just do it once, your opponent's just going to do what they were going to do next turn. Mm-hmm. So the only time when, it, when I really got a lot of value at it is if I could smell supremacy or if I could smell like temporary victory or something like that, like coming. Um, but besides that, it was really hard to tell when to use it. And I mean, like, I feel like I'm a good pilot, but I don't know if I'm that good a pilot. Like you really have to kind of feel your opponent, like, what are they going to do? Um, yeah. and, and, and that's good. Like, and, and I would say like 20% of the time when I had it, like I did something really, like really disruptive with it, but the other like 80% of the time, it's like, I don't really know when to use it. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, I, I do think that your point of knowing the uh, when you can see like a supremacy or something coming feels like a scenario that comes up a lot right now. So it is one one thing that I wondered about, um, but but definitely makes sense. It's a hard card to play, so I can understand not taking it as well. I it's also good because you know you you get to still play power cards, but I mean again, I just I I, I found it not as not a reliable enough thing to have in, in the deck. Um, upgrades. Um, this is where I have all of my like stat increases and decreases. All right, so upgrades? Yeah, laid on us. Upgrades, okay. So this is where I have all the um, 
the stat increases and stuff like that. Basically the entire thing. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's Potion of Rage, Sudden Growth, uh, Blazing Soul, which I mentioned before, Spectral Armor. Um, Spirit Bond is great on the lady mm-hmm. when she's trying to kill stuff. She's got a lot of offensive and, and defensive dice. That's the ideal target yeah. for this kind of card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, swooping Dash, I really do like. Um, I You pair that with Spectral Wings, and you can get one of these Banshees to go basically across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, Veil of Grief and Great Fortitude, because Tome of Vitality is now restricted. Yeah. Rip. Yeah, I know. Great <laughs> Strength and Sing of the Orgrub. Mm-hmm. Um, because those okay. can be my plus ones because to get the lady up to four is like really important and one of those usually pops up yeah um and then survival instincts because it's just good and, and, and you do want to stand on stuff and have things not die oh, so true. i find I mean, myself hold sorry go ahead no i was gonna say it's it's uh absurdly i mean it's like ideally designed for this warband which is rolling multiple dodge dice and wants to remain on particular objectives like yeah what what more do you want yeah. yeah. Um, another thing is that a lot of these are uh, defensive. So uh, Sudden Growth, Spectral Armor, Spirit Bond is both. Uh, Veil of Grief, Great Fortitude, Survival Instinct. So basically what I'll do is, is that I'll look at board state and when I see an obvious attack, um, I'll load up that particular fighter with stuff to make get them out of one-shot range, make them harder to kill... Um, whatever it is. And I'll also sometimes use the, the push tech to, to keep the distance and so that those um, particular fighters can't get close enough to make that kill. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that is the overall rundown of the deck. Um, let's, so, you know, we've had some uh, along the way, some sort of uh, anecdotal tales of, of how they've done uh, talk to me. So your style is, uh, I, I think it's fair to say, and you, you said this yourself, um, perhaps a little more cagey than, uh, cams mm-hmm. who we had on for the main app. Um, yeah. uh, based on that are, what matchups do you like to see and what matchups do you find more challenging, uh, with heroes in general, but specifically your play style? Uh, so with my play style, I've found success with basically anything that's trying to run at me. Um, I love fighting gun dwarves. Love, mm. love, love. Okay. If my Interesting. opponent has gun dwarves. Sounds like because... a match brewing for you and Davey. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I played, I played two Vassal League games against gun dwarves and won them both pretty handily. I, I, I just, they're kind of slow, right? So I'll do things to like, you know, I'll, I'll offset the boards or I'll, I'll do, um, I'll do long boards or something like that. Or if, if you win the role, I'll put down, oh, God, Arcane Nexus. What's the one with the three-block Texas? That, that sounds one. right. And I'll just, like, sit inside of them and just, like, cut off your line of sight. Um, <clears throat> that's well, See, now I can't play Davey. He knows what we do. I can't beat Davey anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he, can bring, he can bring guard using just faction-specific cards. <laughs> yeah, and he would win. They got some pretty good faction specific cards. Sorry, beat me with Steelheart. He, I never played with Reavers. I'm sure he beat me with that. Um, Far Striders, he beat me with, and I had Molog, which doesn't make any sense because I can one shot all of his dudes. He still won. <laughs> doesn't matter. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. So basically, anything that runs at me, 
I found Rippos to be really easy to deal with. Um, yeah, just it's because interesting to me. But uh, they yeah, have curious. low they have low accuracy already, yeah. and they don't do like giant attacks. Sure. Really, so like they can mm-hmm. usually chip away at me. Yeah. Um. I, I did play you once with with Rippa's and, and took it, but there, there were some uh, crazy dice rolls in there. So. Yeah, well, that's what happens. You just I don't know. <laughs> I, I I roll nothing but zeros, and, and you do nothing but crits. <laughs> Vassal doesn't want me to beat you. I have a feeling that there's something. There's like Shuby probably put something into like the code. It's a little ghost <laughs> in the machine where it's like if it's Davy and Max, you must give Davy all the crits. I have regular deposits. Max into all his the bank double accounts, supports. So yeah. I'm saying, like I'm sure there's some sort of like under the table stuff between you and Shuby, and I, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, but if we play like live, it's gonna be a whole different game because then yeah, watch out, no, Davy. I hundred percent believe it. Right? It. It, it feels like the only way it could possibly go. Yeah. Nah, that's not true though because we used to play on the cam games, and you would win all of those too. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Just, really it's in person. Know. It's in person. When when we can we can shake hands after the fact, it's going to be yours. Oh come on, probably not. Um. So yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I had an easy time with aggro stuff. I mean, I I took a uh, some somebody ran Magors at me a couple times. I didn't have any problem with that. Um. Just uh, having the two dice, I crit out a lot. Um. You know, uh, spectral armor makes it even easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm not really, I'm trying to keep distance. I'm not trying to interact with these things. I'm trying to score while you're trying to get at me. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use the boards and I'll use lethal hexes, molten shard pit, you know, all that stuff. I'll make that lane, you know, that diagonal shard, shard pit with the extra one over there lane. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. You know? Um, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll do stuff like that. I just, I, I want you to stay over there and I'm going to, I'm just going to do my thing over here. Here. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so those things, yeah. So, so of course, the, the opposite to that is like, what is it difficult? And it's war bands that can score as fast as me. Um, so this is why me against Randall and when he plays Thorns is, really, is a really tough matchup. And I will struggle against him because he can also score passively and he can do it faster than me or perhaps as fast, you know? So, yeah. so my Dominion of Death gambit is like, is in jeopardy from the jump um mm-hmm. and so we played in that tournament uh up in uh, up in manchester connecticut not uk um <laughs> and and we drew each other in the second round and it was like it was epic he won the first one nothing was working for me i won the second one nothing was working for him and then in the third one we ran out of time um i decided to throw away my opening hand because it had dominion of death i didn't know if we were going to get to a third round um and we ended up getting like two full rounds in and um he just he just he just went faster than me i mean it was close i think he won by like one or two glory or something like that but that's like the thorns are tough because they score just as fast but they're a top level warband like that's what you should expect um i will say caveat i i think i went up against grimwatch only once and I think that I won, but that's not good enough to like face a. So, uh, are you on. saying once in that tournament or once in? No, like this? once since I started playing them, like it just didn't okay. come up. So that's sure. interesting because I, I know uh, listening to Pat the Glory that that was, and I, I think I agree with Jonathan on this is, uh, it, it's a problem for you if you are trying to deny the Inspire to Grimwatch, because uh, I do not think you want to be 
sending fighters in against him uninspired. Like that is uh, bad times for you. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think I remember in that matchup, I, I'm, this might be completely apocryphal. Um, but, but um, I think I remember having the objectives on my end. Mm, yeah. Maybe I, only, I uh, maybe I didn't see now. I, you know, I just don't remember. I'm not even going to finish that sentence because I don't remember. Sure. But I mean, obviously but, it, having the objectives would make that matchup much easier. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, the, you know, the Grimwatch are already not super accurate except for maybe crack marrow or if like one of them has like larval lance in round three. Um, so I, I think it, it, that would be a little easier, but if they have the objectives, that might still, that might be tough. Cause then, then I have to do what my deck doesn't really want to do, which is to like go in there. Yeah. Let, let me ask you one more matchup thing. How, how often have you played against somebody who is uh, actively trying to blow up objectives? Um, so say uh, Elthari or um, a curse breaker who's got invert terrain and um, Abyssos on the making. Let's see. Uh, just once, just this when I played Derek mm-hmm. and he, I think he just had unmaking, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the interesting thing with that is that at least at least at first glance, looking at your deck, that's not really going to be able to stop one will because you just need two objectives and they can't blow up enough of them unless they right. happen to get like the two even ones in their board and blow both of them up, which is unlikely. Um, and Nexus of Terror actually probably gets easier as they start to destroy objectives. Yeah, because then I have less things that I have to pull things off of. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, it's it's... I mean, because it's not really an objective-based deck, right? Yeah, so not, not really. I mean, like I need them around, but I don't like if I don't get them, I have other stuff I can score. Right. Um, let's see. How many of these do I actually need one for? Um, I think it's just three. Leading memories, nexus of terror, one will, uh, temporary victory. It's four. Oh yeah. yeah, it makes math harder, but uh, it's a tough call. I, I did play. I think my first league match um, was uh, I actually took uh, Curse Breakers into it, and I got fortunate in at least one of them where <clears throat> I ended up. I had three objectives on my side, and I had both of the evens, and I stood on one and blew up the other uh, to to make it difficult. But um, yeah, I, there's makes it more challenging, but it doesn't put you out. And I, I think when we mentioned this before, I think one of the things that makes this Warband particularly strong is that they can have a good game, whether they are, uh, whether they have control of, of the objectives or whether they have control of the boards. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, does it matter what Warband you're facing? Uh, do you always pick one particular uh, thing? So like, let's say you win that first dice roll uh, for the game and you have the choice to own objectives or own boards. Are you always going one way, or does it depend on what you're seeing across the table from you? Uh, it depends on what I'm seeing across the table. Um, if I'm playing an aggro, I might actually give them the objectives so that I can set up the boards and longboard them or diagonal them or shard pit them. Um, these are all verbs now. Um, the uh, But if I'm playing against an objective warband, I will take the objectives. Fair. Yeah. Just so that, you know, let them put their little chain rafts closer to me. I, I, I look, if I look, if I play Randall and I give him the objectives, like what am I doing? <laughs> like he's going to supremacy. It's like, I, I, don't, I can't do that. Like I sure. have to take, I, I feel like I have to take the fight to them 
which is a little bit more difficult with the way that I have it set up. But I think it's like, as long, if I can get a couple of surges early and I can put some upgrades on things, it's easier. Sure. So I yeah. just have to play, I have to play it a little bit, but I feel like the deck can, can flex into that, into being more aggressive. Definitely. But that's not my, it's not my number one choice. It's my plan B definitely it depends on the matchup. Yeah. Well, and I think it, it, that having that flexibility helps you in the uh, thorns matchup because their chain rasps are, easy targets right yeah yeah even with low even with a uh, with my low uh, accuracy because everybody does at least two damage to start mm-hmm. right well uh so max at the risk of extending this uh until it is the length of our main episode i think we're about to wrap up this addendum do you have any other uh, thoughts you'd like to share with uh about uh lady harrow's mourn flight um just that um, everybody forgets that you can push the lady when she's yeah. tired. Like, I never remember either. You said that on the, on your episode. I'm like, yep, yeah, I never remember. I don't think I've ever done it. And I think that there are some cases where it may have like helped me or won me games, and I just sure. didn't do it. I mean, I can picture scenarios where you score temp victory off of uh, that that easy of a push. You know, like it's yeah, it's yep. nuts. Yeah, I just don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, protect the widow, and mm-hmm. if you're going up against them, try to kill the widow because yeah. she, she's sneaky good. And um, and I think just like a lot of the other parts of success is just like you know, just like piloting skill. I mean, like I'm not tooting my own horn, but piloting skill has a lot to do with it i think that i think that if you're a good pilot this is like an you can do a lot more with this warband i don't think it's like i don't think it plays itself um i guess is what i'm saying um whereas other ones other ones do um you know Malog in its day played itself Rimwatch to a certain extent plays itself but uh but more flight i wouldn't do it as a beginner warband because i think uh, it would be if you if you don't really understand like positioning it's a little bit tougher to play, especially the version that I have. Um, but but for for people who are a little bit more experienced um, and you, and you like to play like the positioning game, I think I think this is this is the way that you could go. Um, Phil, you got anything else we want to hit? No, I think uh, I think that's all some some good good content there. All right, well, uh, let's wrap this up. If you're not already doing so, you should go listen to Battle for Salvation Underworlds podcast. Uh, give them a like, a subscribe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They have a Facebook page where you can follow their content as it comes out. Uh, for us, it's uh, themortalrealms.com is our <clears throat> webpage that has all our network's content, um, and we have a Facebook page as well uh, where you can see as we post uh, things up. You can get in touch with us at uh, wth or at wthcast on Twitter or whatthehexcast at gmail.com. Uh, Max, if somebody wanted to hit you up, where would they get you? um battle for salvation facebook page um we uh if anybody dms us we usually get back pretty quickly um but that's pretty much it fair enough and uh one thing that we like to do on this podcast and max you're a music fan we like to give you recommended listening so uh max i've I've already given my recommended listening for band cheese uh what do you got for this oh man i just i just looked up everything that i got that's got the word ghost in it let's see ghost world by amy man ghost train by counting crows uh let's see uh anyone's ghost by the national um owen's entire record called ghost town um giving up the ghost by radiohead attack of the ghost riders by ravenettes uh and of course as your ghost takes flight by saves of the day 
All right. Thanks for making me put all those links in the show notes. Cool. cool, cool. <laughs> you can edit that out. Uh, no, it's staying in. I, I, uh, I know some of those, but not all of them. So I'm looking forward to checking them out. Uh, but Max, <laughs> thanks for making the time uh, chatting with us. Uh, we're looking Absolutely. forward to seeing your next episode whenever it happens to drop. Uh, I think the onus is on Randall. Is that right? Oh, totally. Completely. Yeah. I'm pushing the luck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Davey, thank you for being on an episode when we did the Snarl Fangs uh, recently. And if anybody wants to hear Davey not quarterbacking, come and, uh, come and check out Battle for Salvation's last episode, and you'll see him being, I don't know, like a wide receiver or something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> without all my invincible armor. I, I was not the one who got to edit it, so I couldn't just you, – you get to hear me without all my tricks of making myself look good. So sound good. Et there you go. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening uh, for what the heck's I've been Davey this is Phil oh Dancing with the Ghost by St. Vincent this is Max Uh, Phil, should I should I uh, say welcome to what the heck's addendum? Should I identify this? <laughs> I, th- I think I might. Yeah, okay. let's do it. All right. <clears throat> um, yeah, this is weird. I'm usually used to looking at notes, and I did not do any of that. So here we go. <clears throat> Sorry, you're gonna have to edit this out. Okay. Hey, we always need some stuff for the outro reel. Exactly. Okay, sure.